Wait, did you hit record on? No, Three Stooges. Right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure you hit record you on gotta the guess, main one. You got to guess which one you are. <laughs> I guess I'm Mo. Is it Larry, Curly, and Mo, right? <laughs> he's Curly because he's got curly hair. I'll be Mo. Or you no. could be, or you could be, uh, what was the other one? Shrimp? There was Larry, Curly, and Mo, right? Yeah, Curly. but there was the fourth one that would, the, the dude with the little hairpiece that would flap around. Uh, what was his name? Shrimp? Show up randomly. I don't remember. Yeah, he wasn't like part of the crew all the time though, right? No, they would offset, like either Larry wouldn't be there or whatever. Larry was the one with the curly hair, right? Like Krusty? <laughs> that wasn't Curly? Oh, that was Curly. Yeah. You and know, then the little fat guy, right? You know they invented Google for this, right? Yeah. No. Okay. Fuck just Google. Some, just say. I don't want him, I don't want him. I don't want them to know what I'm up to. <laughs> they know everything you're I doing. Know, you're you got right. an iPhone. Right. Lugal. What the Lugal? Lugal. You ever watch Hot, hot, hot Tub, tub Time Machine? Yeah. Where he went back in time so that he could bro. create. He created Lugal. And then he was, when they went forward, he was the richest man on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Super creative. Good movie. Genius. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to another episode on the podcast. Got my boy Squints, myself, Brian, and our guest from last time, Mr. Sean, Sean a.k.a. Sean. Cadillac Sean. Yes. So what are we talking about today, fellas? I think we're going to go back into the last episode, and this time we're going to speak a little bit more about um, generational trauma carrying down to children, um, passed down from our parents and our parents' parents, and, and then the, the triggers that, that we experience in our home that then creates a certain place for our children to have certain... Um, issues, anxiety issues, certain triggers, certain behavioral issues based upon, you know, this vicious cycle of, of untreated mental health. Yeah. You know, and regardless of how set or how well we think we're handling things, we definitely all, you know, could at least be aware and approaching it differently. Yeah. I think we're just, we're all lack of tools. That's what it comes down to is just tools. I mean, we're not taught those tools in school. And if, you know, our parents didn't know these things, then, you know, it just continues. But you were saying earlier how you've noticed like certain things in your kids. Yeah, I can tell that my, my daughter has anxiety at times when she overeats and she's not a big girl, but she, you know, she likes to eat. And when she, her stomach hurts, she freaks out, right? And she panics. And, you know, I was the same way as a kid. And my son's similar to that as well. And, you know, that's kind of one of my fears is them kind of being like me when they get older. So how do you... Do you feel like they're doing, they're in the same cycle you were in? No. For different reasons? No, because they have me and their mom. I was alone. So it's like, you know... But obviously that's If not... I had a panic attack at 10 years old, there was no one there to like, you know, calm me down. At least with them, we're there to like sit with them, talk to them. But how do you work through something like that? I haven't experienced as far that. As, a, as being a parent or yeah. an individual? As a parent, because you're the ones molding I mean, them. look, dude, I, it's, it's, it can be frustrating because you can tell your kid to relax and calm down, and they just don't listen to you because that's a full-blown panic attack. I mean, if you haven't experienced one, it's hard. To, you can't relate. Like When you experience it, you kind of understand. Like When you're in panic mode, you don't hear anything. Your heart's pounding or your stomach hurts. And everyone has different type of panic attacks, but you know, my kids sometimes they just don't listen. So I have to you have to have a lot of patience. And it's hard. I mean it is hard because you can't you can't help your kid when they're going through that. You can't stop it for them. They have to just go through it and you just have to be there to to just let them know it's gonna be okay and it'll pass. And it's gotten better now, you know what I mean? It's, my daughter's gotten better. My son, very rarely he gets like that. But I, I think what causes panic attacks for everyone and, and children especially right now is school is everything to them, right? And so they're worried about failing. And so that's creating that pressure. And that It's a really bad is, system. Yeah, and that pressure is creating them to, you know, just to clarify, Feel. like failing classes. Failing classes, you know. Well, it's the first or, competition. True. Yeah. I, I, I uh, well, my kids have all these, you know, activities. Shia does all these things. But it creates a very competitive type of thing. Um, and, you know, there's there shouldn't be, like, you shouldn't be competing with your brother about who got more of something or who ate more or who got there faster. Yeah. This, we have this, in American culture, we have this competitive thing. Like, 
you know, we worship sports. We worship competitive sports, right? Yeah. School is no different. It's the first pecking order, right? Yeah. Everybody's a star in their home. As soon as you put them into the, into the mix of class, everybody starts taking, taking rank, and then, right? And I think that hurts you, you know, like I think about kids. I, I didn't do well in school and I didn't do well in school because I just didn't have the, the support, you know? And I think I had some learning disabilities because I think it's carried on to me being an adult in certain aspects, right? Chauncey's experienced these things with me because we do business together, right? Um, it could pop, it's probably frustrating for him and the same thing for me. And you know, I'm working on these things because it's, I can't continue to live my life having these setbacks within myself. But, um, fuck, I just lost my train of thought. Shit, got too many thoughts in my head. Um, Old age. Oh, back to school, sorry. So there's kids in school that were like, you know, super smart. And then I see them now, they're not doing shit in life, dude. Because well, it's everybody like, at their it, own because pace. It's like, yeah, but it's also like, they just thought they were better than everyone because that kind of pushes you like, well, I'm better than you because I'm smarter than you. And that doesn't mean you're better than me. That just means you're good at that. What are you better at? You're better at yeah. memorizing things and repeating them back? Yeah. I mean, that's what school is, right? Yeah. And then, book smart doesn't mean you're smart. No. no. Does that mean that you can figure out how to solve a problem and so in I a think different that, way? Or you can repeat the same thing that you've been told to repeat, right? Yeah. So I think that, you know, we, they're definitely needs to be a change in schooling bro because well look it's we're still working off of textbooks that are from the 1800s basically or when Rockefeller instated the public school system in general I, right I really feel like school needs to be you know more taught on skill wise right well, on have skills. you seen that that uh there's a dope ass cartoon of like you know if you teach if you judge a dolphin on his ability to climb a tree yeah then you're probably an asshole, right? Yeah. And this is the thing with children is, is that not only is there multiple ways to learn and remember things, but people excel at other things, right? Yeah. So I believe that everybody has some sort of genius and a gift that they're supposed to be sharing with the world, but whether or not they're able to find that and how long that takes them. So to put them in a thing and issue a standardized test and let them develop all of these anxieties and issues based off of whether they're doing well or not, it's like, we're not doing them a justice, we're doing them an injustice. And in return, we're doing all of society an injustice because we're creating a bunch of, of I mean, issues based you, off of... I mean, think, when you fail, how do you feel? You feel like shit. Of course. Right? And that's why I tell my kids, like, yo, like I remember my daughter, Samantha, she hated math and she would cry all the time. And I was like, look, I don't give a fuck if you fail this test. All I care about is you giving it 100% and trying. I need you to study and, and that's it. If you fail, you fail, but at least I know you tried. You know what I mean? That's just what, that's how life works. You can give it 100%, it doesn't work out sometimes. But the amount of pressure that gets started in elementary school, it continues and it continues and then life gets even harder. You know, right? it makes them- responsibilities. Yeah, because it makes them want to quit. And yeah. you know what success is actually, what, what success is actually driven by? somebody that's willing to go back to work and try again over and over and over and over again, right? That's what actually You have to success, fail to learn. Right? You have to fail to learn. If you don't fail to learn, I mean, falling in love with the process yeah, and then continuing to fall and fall and get back up and fall again, that's what actual, that's literally the definition of success, right? It's continuing exactly, to move forward. And that's exactly what it is to be successful. It's to continue to fail and keep going. Dude, I've taken some fat L's. Yeah, you learn from it. You fucking cry about it, and you pick you yourself up. Well, that's and what keep going. Uh, you know. But we're teaching these kids the opposite, right? We're teaching them that oh well, you're not good enough, or, or in your own head you're not good enough. We tell you pat you on your head, and then they develop these issues, and what happens? They don't want to try I'm or because they're scared to fail. I'm right? seeing my son right now where he puts himself down, yeah. and it's it's frustrating to me because I'm like, man, like I put myself down because I know why I put myself down. And I just wasn't a, I had no one to tell me, no, you're doing good. He has me and his mom. He's got everyone around him telling him he's doing good. He just doesn't believe it. And I get it. He's 11 years old, and I understand that. It's a weird time, but, but it, it sucks. Matter. It sucks for me because I'm like, bro, you don't have to feel like that. You know, like, you're doing good. You're doing great. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. You know, and that, it's hard. It's, it's, it's frustrating. Well, it also sucks that now they're just giving participation awards to kids. Like, they're losing the meaning of certain things. Like, just because you show up doesn't mean you did well. I mean, 
I mean, the, the topic that we're on is like headed in the direction of like the participation award is better than one, two, three, right? Yeah. Because I think that they found that competitiveness. I agree with you in a sense of we're not making strong people. We're making, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're making we a weaker go, generation behind us. Which we don't want to go down that Which right is a bad cycle, right? Which is, you know, strong men make easy times. Easy times make weak men. Weak men make hard times. Hard times make, that's, that's the cycle of life, right? Yeah. Um, but there's too much information and things out there. And it's just unaddressed, like, uh, nobody wants to tackle that, a lot of these social issues, right? Everybody feels like school isn't doing these kids justice, but it's a really big undertaking with no positive, right? There's no, you can run on it as a politician, but if you actually try to, one, it won't happen fast enough for you to see the results. Yeah. So you're going to be the asshole regardless, right? So we have a lot of social systemic problems that people feel helpless to even address. They talk about addressing, but then things don't get, get made, right? But back to our children, because in the home, through generational you know, things, we have the opportunity to instill different values in our children, right? 100%. And I also, I think sports are huge. I think sports are huge in, in, in for children. I think yeah, teamwork teaches them how to be. I think teamwork team and understanding that, and as long as it's taught in the right fashion, is 100% a hundred percent a great thing. Yeah, right? because you win and you lose with someone, and you know how how that feels. So, what sport would you put, or have you put your children in? I mean, Giancarlo was in boxing, but kind of a, you know he stopped boxing right now because it was it, he was the only kid in the in the gym, you know, and now he's playing flag football and he loves it. Yeah. So because he's with other kids that are motivating him to work harder. Yeah. You know, and it's pushing him. So it's great. You know, Sophia, we're still trying to figure out what she wants to do. She's very artistic. So I think, you know, putting some art classes or, you know, music out what she wants to do something, you know. And I have a lot of kids. So it's mm -hmm. a list. I don't need, we're, we're figuring it out right now. But yeah, I definitely think that, um, so do you feel like do you feel like some of your anxiety and mental health issues are transferring in the home based off of your day-to-day -day feeling? I, I don't think I don't think it's like it's I'm showing it to them. You know, maybe they see it sometimes when like when I was like really going through my stuff, I'd just go to my room, you know, and like just you know, sleep or watch a movie or something. Or I'd be on the couch and I kind of just tune everyone out, but um, other than that, I kind of feel like it's more genetics, you know? I think they genetically inherited some, some things from me. Does diet play a role in that? I know that that's a lot of talk in the yeah. mental health world these I days. Mean, for myself or just in general? Well, in diet general. tends to carry over in the home, right? Because if yeah. you eat a certain way, then yeah. your kids eat a certain I, I think, way. I think, look, bro, we all love to eat good food, whatever that means, right? I love sugar, but I know sugar is not good for me, right? And uh -huh. I think sugar is what really affects children. Yeah, which is all you know. they want, basically, once yeah. they get accustomed once to it. Once they get accustomed to it. I mean, they always say that the hardest thing of people that to lose weight is cutting the sugar off, right? It's, it's Well, they say sugar is more addictive than cocaine. I mean, I believe it. It's it's the same refining process. It's pretty much the yeah, same it's thing. it's the same shit. It's a different plant. You know what I mean? More but the dopamine the levels are higher than cocaine. Yeah, bro. I mean, when you see a kid, if you give a kid a fucking Coke or a fucking soda, you see them bounce off the they walls zoom. quick. Like, We've become... We're cool. Flatline to it though, because we have such a high sugar and caffeine intake, right? Yeah. But to them, the they 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 could eat a strawberry and they're bouncing off yeah. the walls. Yeah. So I think sugar diets, I think diet's a huge role. Uh, I think exercising. I think if you exercise, your kids see that. I mean, I've been lifting weights since I was 14 years old. My kids know that me and their mom work out, and you know, it's kind of like they're into that. You know, they're into doing push-ups and stuff like that, but. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I don't know what to say right now. It's just, it's just, we're all going through a learning process. I mean, there's no handbook to being parents either, right? No, and, there's no cookie cutter formula. No. And so like, and then when you're going through your own stuff as a parent, it's hard. It's hard to be a parent when you're going through depression or whatever you're going through or, or you know, financial stress, whatever the situation is, it's, it's hard. But, you know, ultimately. So how do you overcome that and still be there for your child? Because um, you've had your rough days. Like, what do you, yeah. do you just bury yourself in a hole and your girl takes over? No, or? I mean, 
She's she's definitely the stronger one in in you know when I say stronger one she's the one that holds the whole family down you know she holds us down because she sees when I'm going through stuff she definitely steps it up but you know I'm not in that place right now so I'm I'm you know more aware of myself and I'm definitely being more involved with my kids you know I've always been involved but you know I'm coming in and out at times right I'm there but I'm not there. Yeah, you're I'm physically, physically there, there, but my my mental is you know in my head. So if you're giving advice to the other people out there, what would you recommend they do to try and be more there mentally and physically? Is that if they're going through something themselves? Yeah. I mean, one obviously get help because that'll help whether it's a therapist or talking to someone. And because uh, you've lived it, that's why I'm asking. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say, man, because you know, I don't know. I really can't give you that answer right now. Maybe in a few weeks I can, and I feel sorry for saying that, but I just don't. I don't have the answer because I, I don't know. But it's okay to say you don't have the answer. Yeah, I mean I don't. Um, I think you just got you just gotta love your kids, dude. You know, I, I that's that's even when I I guess that's what I can only do. I, that maybe might be my answer right now. Is just you gotta love your kids. You gotta show me you love them. I don't know. I'm stuck with that. Yeah, love is a uh, well. That's subjective, also, because you know everybody's got a different opinion on what that is. Yeah, of course. You know, whether you're buying your kids stuff, that's love, or if you're there with them, that's love. You know, I'm always there with them at least. You know, I try to. I don't think buying them things is love. No, I, I don't think either. That but I'm saying that's from... what most people think is is sharing your kids with but gifts. That's, that's what social that's media is pushed even more lately: is gifts, gifts, gifts. Well, social media is driven around consumerism. There's nothing social about it. It's advertising, you know, and people don't take into account that that's the case. You know what I mean? But regardless of whether you're just following a socialite or something around, at the end of the day, that's just advertisement, right? Yeah. What is advertisement? Advertisement is driven for people to consume. You can't buy time, right? Yeah, you can't buy happiness. Well, you can't buy time. Is the yeah. most time is the most valuable commodity on earth, right? For sure. Because you can't purchase it. Oh, yeah. So. It's easy for people to want to not put the time in and buy things for their children and think they're providing a life for them. But at the end of the day, just showing up every time is all they're really looking for, right? Yeah. I mean, just being there. I'll tell you what, dude. I go to all my kids' functions. You know, I'm, I support them and everything. I take my kids to school every day, you know, um, take my kids to doctor's appointments. I do everything that I feel I, I can do, you know, with my schedule, obviously, and just I do the best I can. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, we all we are all busy. Um, you know, I think that, uh, like you said, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just what I mean, there's some wrong answers for sure, regardless of whether <laughs> yeah. people know there is or not. You know what I mean? And I think that, you know, back to the moral of this topic is that whether we know it or not, a lot of our traumas and a lot of our lifestyle choices do definitely, Affect you know, these, these little people are little sponges. Yeah. And less of what is said and more of what is watched is what they, they end up gravitating towards, right? So yeah, it's all about action. Yeah, I wouldn't even say it's a said thing. It's like, well, no, because we tell them, don't do that. that. that, 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 that. Uh -huh. And then we do otherwise. And what do they really see? They pick up on on what we're actually doing, right? They want to be like us. So they're little sponges. Their brain's absorbing all this information and it's what we're showing them physically, right? You can say this or buy a gift, but it doesn't replace picking you up from school every day or, oh, yeah. or being there to actually be present. And then sometimes, like you said, we're there, but we're not there. Yeah. So being present is not just, okay, I'm physically present here, but I'm like this or my mind is elsewhere or I'm not really like paying attention to them or listening to them, right? Because they'll really tell us how they're feeling and what's going on. But sometimes, you know, even when we're physically present, we're not mentally present. And then that, that isn't really the time that they need, right? I think that time, all anybody wants from any other human being is to feel understood and felt and actual attention and time. It doesn't take long. I think really what kids really truly need, man, they just, they really do need attention. 
You know, that's why some kids, you know, act out of line, right? Whatever that means. They don't listen to you, they talk back. You know, I had that with one of my daughters, and I, and I know she's like that more so because of her sister, you know, and, and it's like there's no attention on her now because now it's on her, but now it's on the baby, and, you know, it just trickles down. Every kid gets affected by more siblings, right? You're number one, then you become number two, then number three, number four, number five. It, it just affects everyone. And, you know, I, we do our best to just be there for our kids, but they're still going to do what they want to do because they're also individuals and they have their own personalities. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's... That's very true in itself. And, and it's hard to deal with sometimes, you know, but you got to be patient. I mean, that's number one, is just be patient. And obviously our topic was about, you know, kids... Patient, present. Yeah. Anything else you would like to Love. add to that? Presence is love sometimes. Yeah. Presence or presence? Presence. Like Not gifts? present. No. Presence. Yeah. Like you're physically there. Your presence is yeah. the gift. Yeah. That's what course. a present is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's being present. That's where that word stems from. That, you know, it's funny because the English language is like pretty self-explanatory. And we like to make it things that it's not. <laughs> but if you look at the root word of all of this stuff, it really explains to you what the what the actual gems are, right? So your presence is the present. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The present moment is all we have, right? Yeah, it's we, true. We think about giving somebody a present, but just being present is the actual gift and the gift giving. You know what I mean? So many ways to go about that that are missed or mis misconstrued. I think, you know, I think that's the most important thing that anyone will ever remember of anyone is, is hey, yeah, maybe... I didn't get what that person got, but I had my dad or mom 24-7 where they didn't. So, you know, it's definitely being involved. In Why don't you speak on your childhood experience a little bit? My childhood experience was fucked. But you always had everything you needed. I always had a roof over my head, every toy I ever wanted. But that didn't... That was... That wasn't the answer, though. Why? Like, because both your parents are professionals? professionals but my mom was a alcoholic my dad was getting high from morning till night and they were there but they weren't there and they were successful you had everything you needed yeah so they figured that's enough and like even as an adult people are like hey what do I get you as a present for your birthday or Christmas I'm like honestly nothing a card that you've actually taken the time yeah. to go to the store and get and write out something thoughtful besides happy birthday that means more to me than any gift anyone could ever buy me. Yeah, because it's thoughtful. Yeah. And I bought in my years every toy I ever wanted, and now I've sold off most of it because I've realized. It doesn't make That's you, a copy of my a, childhood. Yeah, they don't also they don't serve you a purpose in life. No, like I'm wearing a Target jacket, a monster shirt, and some whatever joggers. Like I, I think as we get older we, we realize that less is more. <laughs> yeah. You know? It, it takes time to when learn you're a that kid, though. you want everything, right? Or I want what he has, right? But as you become an adult, you're like, ah. I even notice that, like, sometimes my girl, she'll spend too much time on social media, and she just feels like she's missing out. And I'm like, you have everything and then some. I mean, she's like 0.2% of the fucking world outside of royalty and fucking yeah. extreme celebrityism. There's nothing that she doesn't have that anybody else has. Yeah, or we've gone on every trip. like. Yeah, but I'm talking, like, not yeah. just 1%. I'm talking, yeah. like, 0.25%. Exactly. And it's, um, you know, from hard work for me, but... Now that I'm raising a child, I realize, like, I just don't want a planner in front of the TV and say, all right, let me play on my phone. Yeah. I like to sit there and observe her and leave my phone somewhere else and just let her, you know, explore. And if she gets stuck on something, I'll help her through it. Mm -hmm. But I like being there to watch her go through the process of trying to figure out how to open this water bottle. Mm -hmm. I already know she's going to take the water bottle, flip it upside down, pour it all over my carpet. But I like seeing her trying to figure it out and the reaction of what happens. That's a really good point. I wish I was, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm more of a yeller, but yeah. I don't yell. Like, I know you don't. After that's why I said it's a, it's a really good point. <laughs> after well, dealing with that. one. As I watch. No. He has one. You've gone down this road no, a couple times. I'm just a different person. Even with tiny, like. I'm I, more of a, I'm just more of a yeller, bro. It's just in my nature. You know I why? Because my mom's been screaming at me since I was a little kid. I'm the same way. I fucking, you know? I yell, bro. I yell and I, you know, but my kids like, I would like yelling? to be a lot more like you in the sense of letting them explore and figure it out. That's a really great quality to have. Microdosing mushrooms helps on that topic. 
Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> it's definitely like, because I grew up in the same crazy environment as you two, the abuse and all that now, Gerald, stuff. Gerald, will you bring me that bag of uh, gummies that's over there? Will you see? Yes, sir. Will you bring that here? Let's talk about that a little bit, because I have some product placement. Told the homie I would get Did him you, a good shot when you're, for the show. So, when you were a kid, right? I almost ate this. Were you? Gracias. <laughs> you should have ate a few. Yeah, you should have ate two. Your mom and dad weren't around at all? Uh, my dad Mike Godzilla. Was always, my dad was always off doing something else. Point three gummies. My mom was there, but... Are they like, still married or they separated? They separated a long time Done. ago, and then my dad passed... Last year, right? Yeah. So, we talked about the mushroom gummies. This is a friend of mine from up north. They have a really good product, Mycozilla, um, microdoses, point three pieces. Um, at Mycozilla on Instagram, M-Y-C-O-Z-I-L-L-A. We'll put for, a little thing down below. Yeah, for anybody that's not familiar, um, we're all big uh, supporters of the Bill. psilocybin, microdosing psilocybin research that's been going on lately and the, the mental stimulating benefits that come with it i feel like oh it's definitely helped um, my anger management this is a solid ass brand they make actual microdose gummies no ill stomach effect um it i like them good. and they come from good people yeah it's a great gummy bro it's really good um you want to try it they do a good job not right now but i will <laughs> uh yeah just even a bite was like they're they don't have the edge to them at all they're it's they're not solid. like the original ones we used to mess with they're like the original ones oh, yeah. we used to mess with. So like, smile? I, I took a half and I didn't, uh, I had no effect at all. So no, no ill effect, no Did that, high effect. That pineapple one you gave me the other day? They yeah. fuck you up. That one fucked me up. Yeah, they can be a little rough sometimes. Not these, this was a different brand, by the way. Um, they're geared more for that anyway, you know what I mean? So yeah, shouts to Mycozilla. We do believe that this is a, a game changer. A game changer yeah. for the mental health aspect. We'll get into that more with somebody that's more accredited to talk about it than us. Yeah, um, we're later. not doctors. We're not giving medical advice. This is just our own two cents. But I do want to ask you uh, a few more things about your childhood because I don't think that we've got your point of view on a lot of this shit. And yeah. I think that it's a good point of view to come from because me and Sean's childhood experience was obviously different. Yeah. And it's cool to hear that um another experience right yeah and we've personally talked about some of the not in detail but like enough of it to get some the of the yeah obviously I, i'm pretty good at understanding um where people are going with things but just like some relevance to like back into the present thing or like the the gift giving or the people thinking that when they come from from you know even growing up being around you know, celebrities, real celebrities, bro. And then I was in the time when celebrities was like, that Celebr shit really meant something. You yeah. know what I mean? Because celebrities, yeah. they pulled weight, bro. There was nothing that, there wasn't a door that couldn't be opened and like that yeah. type yeah. of deal when exactly. you were A-list. You know what I mean? And I would find that a lot of their children, obviously their their father or their mother or their, whoever the, the person working wasn't around as much and they had a lot of help in the house. They would be wild and they would be fun to hang out with, but... They were a mess, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, setting the fucking, you know, causing fires literally and metaphorically yeah. uh, to get attention, right? Well, mm -hmm. you see all these actors, these big actors, a lot of their kids are fucked up. Well, that's what I'm talking about. You and this know? is going back into, like, us thinking, here we are working so hard to provide this lifestyle for our child and figuring out that we actually did them an injustice by not just sitting there with them instead of... But see, this is the thing, though. Is it for our children or is it for our, ourselves and our ego, right? We think it's for our children. I, I used it's... to think it was, and then, like, over time, I've just realized, like, looking back to my childhood, the shiny stuff's cool, but, like, I bought a 918, and that tickled my fancy for, like, two days, and I was like... Mm, and cool. then it sat there, right? It sat there. Until somebody else wanted you to pull it out and drive in it. Yeah, and it and was that's just what like... It is. All right, I spent a million plus dollars on a car and there was no fulfillment. Yeah. Or the fulfillment was very short lived. And it's just the meaningful relationships, the meaningful friendships, and really figuring out who you want around you on a regular basis, who you want your child interacting with. You know, we all have kids and like there's certain families you just don't hang out with because their kids are little brats and you don't want that rubbing off on your children. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate when. I mean, I have friends that I've grown up with that have kids, and some of them I just 
I can't believe how they, their kids behave. It bothers me, you know, because it kind of makes you look at them a little bit different. Like, damn, your kid's acting like this, like, and you're cool with that? Like, I, that's just me. I understand, you know? bro. It, like, and I treat all my friends' kids like they're my own. Me too. If they're doing something wrong, I'm going to let them know. And I tell them, hey, if your kids are around me, I'm treating your kids like they're mine, and it's love. It's not me just being mean. It's, it's straight love. And I've had to do that with some of my friends' kids at times. Like, well, do you feel do like in that situation that these kids that you're around you know, more often than not, do they treat you differently than they treat their parents? I mean, yeah, always. If it's you like, tell them it's like something, that fear factor, they respect you, right? They respect it, right? It's it's just like a fear factor. And oh, then shit. going forward, they know yeah. that there's there's a there's a boundary there. There's a boundary yeah. with this person. And don't fuck. And around. I fuck with it, right? Like yeah. an animal will, right? Like my dog doesn't treat other people the same way he treats me. Yeah. I say something like this, and this fool's running for his kennel or whatever, <laughs> but he respects to know that. Okay. You know, when I was a kid, I used to always. I'd have friends where I'd spend the night at, right? And my mom would pick me up the next day and they'd be like, Sean's such a great kid. And my mom would look at me like, yeah, fucking right. You don't know this kid when he gets home. But I mean, dude, like, of course I'm gonna be respectful. It's their house. But it was the environment you were in and the values you had. So yeah. someone instilled those values in you. I mean, yeah, my mom, look, my mom did in her own ways, but like, you know, I was a kid, but you know, I was around families all the time. So I'd be around like, my friend Andrew and he had his brothers and sisters and they, you know, they had love and you could feel it. Like his mom would make us cookies. They had a trampoline. They had a slip and slide. I had so much fun being with his family. And it wasn't you about know? the slip and slide or the trampoline. It was about no. the, the, it was just the, the, the family camaraderie. Yeah, and that was because going I on. didn't have that. Yeah. And when they'd be like, you know, they didn't like, they'd fight with their brother and sister. I'd be like, man, I would never fight with my brother and sister. Like, but that's me saying, because I don't have that. Yeah. yeah. Now, probably if I did have brothers and sisters, I'd probably fight with them. Now, being an adult, understanding how life works, it's just you don't get along all the time. Like know? something that's still weird to me is family dinner. I never had fucking family dinner. There was I food. would like to have more of them. There was I like, didn't either. There was like food on like the table, of course, but you go downstairs when you're hungry, you eat, and I appreciate those moments. Yeah. I appreciate like people sitting down together. And I don't and care if it's saying a, grace or whatever your feelings are on praying for food or like positive energy. Yeah. But like when I'm in Texas and I get to sit with somebody else's family and have that moment. It's a different vibe, bro. That shit makes sense to me. Bro. Yeah, dude. Like my, because my they're uncles, in tune with each other's lives. Yeah. They, they actually speak and like, everybody is heard and they yeah. pray for other people, people it's, in their congregation or people that are in need or like just blessing whatever is present at that moment, that positive thought, it's a big deal. Like you said, family dinner. We don't know. Like some people take it for granted because that's what they're used to. Yeah, we ate dinner and we would have Thanksgiving and things, but we didn't sit down with each other on a regular basis. No, we were all I never sat world. down with, with anyone, bro. Like if I was with my dad, we'd be with his friends. We'd sit down and have dinner, whether it's Thanksgiving, Easter, you know, Christmas. And then my mom, my mom always works. So I never had those dinners. But I never really sat down with my parents and were like, and, and ate with them and was like, how was your day, Sean? You know what I mean? Which I do that with my kids. Although I'm always gone a lot working and you know the kids need to eat before I get home, stuff like that. But I always make sure I ask them how their day was. You know what I mean? And I think that's really important is there's that disconnection. Like you're disconnected with your parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're not gonna be disconnected with your daughter because you it, you know. I know what. You know, like, no, yeah. I'm not gonna be like that. And the you, same thing for you. It's like, you're very involved with your, your with your children. I am. You know what I mean? I love it. I mean, look, all my friends are involved with all their, all their kids as well, but I see the way they act in my house sometimes <laughs> and I'm like, the fuck, do something about this. Yeah. But. And that's not, I don't spank my kids. I've never hit any of my kids. I mean, I've spanked my kids. I try it. Like, I, I don't want to. Like, I no, I get it. I like. I'm not saying I'm. A, I'm, a, I'm. No, against of course it. not. But you. But hey, listen, I don't you have gotta to check your kids once in a while. That's just what it is, bro. I'm sorry. I know we live in a time where everyone's sensitive, and I get that. But you still gotta let these guys know. Like, no, you know, because talking only does so much. Taking away things only does so much. Mm -hmm. You know. But I, I definitely, I'm the softer one in in, in the household when it comes to my kids because. I can't just hit you just to hit you. Like I just, it's not in me, Yeah. you know, unless it's something that really ticks me off, but I just try to talk to them, 
you know, especially my son because he's the man of the house. Like I tell him, Sorry. and I'm just like, yo, bro, like you don't need to act like that. And yeah. he'll, I make him want, I want him to think about what he just did. I want him to understand what he just did. Yeah. So and he's we can talk about it and then move on from it. You know what I mean? How old is he? He's 11. I think the biggest factor is communication. That's it. I mean, that's the biggest human factor. Yeah. Right? I mean, look, if, even if your parents are separated, but at least if you, if maybe your mom was more engaging with you or your dad was more engaging with you, I don't know. Maybe you'd feel different or not. Three yeah. wise men. I'm like three yeah. semi wise men. That would be a good. That would be a good. Uh, I don't know. I just felt mix. like. I'm a product of my environment and I've chosen to take a different path. A lot of people like to go left. I went way right. Like I don't drink, I don't party. You're one of the most sane people I know. I tell my wife that quite a bit actually, that like you're one of the most. Appreciate that. Like solid mentally, temperament wise, like, you know what I mean? Of anybody that I know. Um, yeah, she also says that you're like one of the only people in the world that I'm nice to, which <laughs> maybe that's why. Boy, that's a blessing, bro. Um, we lived together for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But that doesn't mean anything, uh, obviously. You know what I mean? That's her hearing me on the phone to yeah. everybody that I speak to, obviously. I think, I think also certain people bring out certain things in you, right? I respect that's that right. you're – it's not monotone because you obviously – you know what I mean? Yeah. But you handle everything in a, in Same a flat line manner. Yeah. And that's very uh, admirable to somebody that, like myself, that can be a, Look, you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I was that way for a while. Like, I broke shit. I ripped doors off the wall, put my hand through fucking walls. And it's been a lot of years of therapy. And I feel like the first mushroom ceremony I did with the shaman, like, really helped unlock a lot of things. You're welcome. Yep and uh <laughs> really push through that like i always i it's still on the list i always want to do an ayahuasca ceremony but i just hate puking so that's just my it's only a fear. lot it's a lot and so like i'll mess with the psilocybin for now and then eventually i'll build up the confidence of ayahuasca but that it's i've never done it and it's too much for me and even being as in the counterculture world hmm. as i am it's a lot bro yeah and i don't know if it's i want to hash i don't know if i want to hash out some shit from childhood I'm I mean, just being honest. I think we all need to. We all need to. I'm not. And denying. I would like to, because I know that but you maybe know, you are. I have relationships. Maybe we that, are. I mean, we are right now we as are. we speak, as we're, we're learning we from each other and different because we're not experience. We're not. Yeah, and we're also not. We're not doing the same thing, right? We're, we've changed that cycle for our children. We're changing. We're changing their it. path. Hopefully, you know. I hope so. Like, I'll try my damnedest to make sure, and make sure she starts going to classes early. Like. You know, just building those certain skills. Yeah, I, kinda... I could be better at it. I mean, I think, I mean, I'm just being realistic. I think my kids are still going to have some type of issues towards me when they're older. And I know one of them is because I work a lot. You know what I mean? And we're not able to do things together. And that's okay. I understand Yeah, that. but you're still there for a majority of Yeah, time. but I mean, it's part you of You go home every night? Yeah. I mean. We look at it like that, but in their mind, they might be like, eh. I get it. But I I'm like, it. hey, man, whatever, dude. I had to work. I had to take care of our family, you know? I mean, you're more present. For as busy as you are, you're more present than a lot of people are. Yeah. I'd say I'm more present than 90% of the parents out there. Yeah, I don't have a social life, really. Nah. I don't really do things. I don't have, like, hobbies My social shit. life is with you guys. Well, and <laughs> yeah. it's work-based, right? Yeah, it's work-based. I only fuck with people yeah. that I work with, more or less. Yeah. I mean, I go to My the My social life is still based around work because of... The business and yeah. I, I go to these events or these things and that's technically my social life or me coming over so you can eat pie yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah my life stopped at a halt because i you know i used to hang out with my friends a lot but you also as you get older you, your your wants are different you yeah know what i mean I, I i understand i don't care to go out anymore like i'm good now if you want to go eat a good meal i'm down for that yeah, oh, yeah. i'm it. always down for a good steak and like we went to this play place in woodland hills the other night a three-story like kids climbing thing yeah. with all sorts of cool shit like i heard a couple parents screaming and i'm like i'm not gonna get involved but i'm gonna sit here and watch and it's all about some lady was literally on her phone and her kid was pushing his boundaries and went down a slide while another kid was halfway and leveled half the size and it's the parents went off like dude get off your fucking phone and be present just because you're sitting there be present and it was just 
really interesting to see the mother's reaction. Fuck you guys. Like, well, no, because we don't zero remorse for what had happened. This is the this is the theme in humanity right now. Is that we used to get called out for being out of line. And yo, if your kid was out of line and somebody reprimanded them, you talked to your kid about it, right? Yeah. You didn't disrespect the other people or fight with them. No. You said, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Because you're making me look bad, right? Because we had more respect for humans. Yeah. What we have now is, and you see on the road, is that everybody can't take responsibility for being wrong, right? Do you ever see like when you take chance certain places to play, like you have to be on top of them just because other kids are just mean and throw shit? Um, or not as much? People have a way of acting in line around me that are like I'm saying like different. a random, we go yeah. to the playhouse. Not as much. I haven't had that experience as much. I'm pretty on them though. Like I follow them around. I don't sit anywhere while my kids are playing that aren't like, I'm like Within watching eyesight. Them. Yeah. And I mean, there's been times, but like, I'm very like yeah. on point with like putting, if I feel like something is out of whack or is going to be wrong, I just leave, bro. I got you. Time to roll it up and go because I'm not trying to argue with anybody. But people don't act towards me in person the way that they act towards my wife in person type of shit either. You know what I mean? Michelle gets It's not that I'm like some physical stature that is like big or huge, but I have a different... When I approach any situation in life, pretty much, people respond to me differently than they respond to Jen. Yeah, and Michelle's always like, I don't get why people respond to you the way they do. I'm like... I know what I'm doing. Yes. There's an art to There's it. There's a respect thing. There's also like, you know, they don't react to me the same way. Don't People don't like yell on me or fucking treat me with disrespect in public very often. I just don't give off that's going to end well vibes, I guess. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. How do you feel about it? I'm sure you're a pretty big guy. I don't think too many people are yelling on you or treating you no. out of pocket. I never had those issues, bro. But you're very respectful. You're pretty yeah, respectful. I'm like a gentle giant. Like it takes yeah. a lot for me to really. Get but the average person's crazy. not gonna poke a guy your size. No, and there's really no reason to. You know what I mean? Like when I drive people, like I don't honk at people, bro. I don't like the horn either. I'm good. I don't like, use the horn. I only I've been honking more lately because when I take my kids to school, like I gotta get them to school, and these fuckers just sit on. I can see they're sitting they're on, on the phone. phone. I do it all the time. And the lights so I'm green, and I'm like, all right, bro. Okay, five seconds. Okay, I'm gonna go ten seconds. I'm guilty right, of this. Fuck it, I'm honking. But like, not while I'm driving. But if I'm time. at a red yeah. light and it happens to me every day, and you know what? I don't bitch at the people when they honk at me because no, I know it's my bad, right? Yeah. And I just try to give them the benefit of the doubt. And did they need to honk? No, I was no. gonna go anyway. But I'm not getting in a gunfight over Dude, a fucking honking out. issue was, or something in at, LA, you know? I was at a gas station, pulling into the gas station, but I couldn't make the turn, so I had to back up. I have my cameras. I see the dude in his car, and he's like honking, and I, I put the window down slowly, and he's like, what the fuck? And I looked at him, I was like, relax, bro. I see what's going on. He smiled at me, gave me the peace sign, and drove off. And I was like, I looked at him like, relax, dude. But had you have, had you have but been if I on some mad dog shit? If I would have got out the car and fucking punched his fucking window. Or just, if, even if you would have looked at him got shot. Yeah, I would have got shot, or I would have scared the fuck out of him, yeah. hurt myself. And again, I just, relax, I don't dude. think that, I don't think that people in general, like, I don't think they want to be as angry as they are. I don't I think, think they want to be as tough as they are. They're definitely not as tough as they, they act like they are. The thing no, is, but it, people it's are on the edge. thing in LA, people are super on edge yeah. and people feel like they have to represent themselves in a certain light. And I think it takes somebody like yourself to smile in a situation and like kind of stand down things yeah. because we're going in a, we're in a really bad snowball right now. It's getting worse and worse every day. I, I and that key, we can visually see it, online from it all these videos. It does work is like, you could be upset, but if I just smile and I start laughing, eventually you're gonna you're do gonna, it. It's yeah. contagious. So I think it's, you just gotta kill people with kindness. Because yeah. look, like they, like I tell my kids, no matter how someone acts, you don't need to change who you are because of them. You're in control of it. That's all it comes down to. Now, granted, I don't always practice what I preach at times because no. I'm a human being, right? But that's the truth. You come at me sideways, I'll have to think about it. Either A, I, I engage, or B, I just stay quiet. We've had our, you know, our situations. 
I've stayed quiet and there's times where I haven't stayed quiet. Yeah. But we respect each other, we love each other, and it's all good, right? That's not happening anymore. No. That you could see it. I mean, bro, there's so many more road rage issues. It's, it's crazy oh. what I'm seeing now. I never use my horn. Unless you're sleeping at a light. Even, yeah, I try not to. Dude, my dad's been in so many altercations oh, bro. as a kid. You I know, know how comfortable it's been? It's an Italian my thing, I think. My dad's gone to jail, bro, for slapping a guy. And it wasn't even my dad's fault. The guy's kid ran in front of my dad's car. My dad stopped. He pulled in, parked. He tells the guy, you, you got to watch your kid. The guy goes, go fuck yourself. My dad, oh, yeah, okay. You got to my dad's face. My dad went, bam. But granted, this is Brentwood. <laughs> yeah. Now, if this was like Pacoima. You would have been fine. They would have fucking fought and you know, would have kept the pushing. Brentwood, he pressed charges. My, yeah, he did. My dad had to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> for something that he was in the right for, actually. Yeah, but also my dad is hot-headed. He my dad's seven super years hot-headed. He bro. still honks at people. He yeah. still wants to get my out of the car. My dad will still fight like, you. Yo, bro, at, someone's going to shoot you. And he don't care. He's been hit with a crowbar. He's got a big-ass scar on his face from that. This fool's never backed down from a fight in his life. He was a boxer. He was good with his hands. Bro, or whatever. I, I try to avoid but it's it as not much worth as I it. can. I, I remember going to see him. This is this is also so. My mom's hot headed as well. Fist fought with everybody she's ever been with, and you know beats up all her drinking buddies and shit too. <laughs> but uh, I went to go visit my dad in Dallas. We went to the grocery store. Right, I'm probably like, I was a teenager, I think. But we go to the grocery store. The kid behind the counter at the deli was like a younger kid, and he like took this like decent looking chick before my dad on the number thing. And my dad like said something to him. And he's, my dad's not a super big guy, but homeboy, you know, fuck you, da, 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 from behind the deli counter, thought he was a young kid and whatever. And my dad beat that dude's ass in the middle of Tom Thumb <laughs> with this kid present yeah. over him taking somebody. Like you see the type yeah. of like, yeah. He was with it. He was ready to go to jail for a fist fight in Tom Thumb because this dude took somebody in front of us, which isn't, it wasn't necessary, obviously. Yeah. But these people that come before us come from a different time period where you didn't, you didn't do certain things or act certain ways because there was a... There's consequences. There was consequences yeah, no. to it. I mean, and, and, and honestly, it should still be like that, bro. There's boundaries, and people don't follow boundaries anymore, and that's where we're. That's where the world is going. You know, everyone's sensitive, bro, to everything. And, and for me, I understand it. But hey, man, that's how you feel. That's how you feel. I try to let it go, but I am honest. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? Like I don't sugarcoat shit. No, you can't because you're doing me a disservice if you're my friend and you're not telling me the truth. Yeah, I mean, I try to be. I try to be diplomatic but yeah. obviously I know that I'm capable of things that most people aren't capable of yeah. mentally let alone physically yeah. but mentally I'm, I'm capable of dealing with certain things that other people wouldn't be able to handle obviously you know it's a fine line I try not to like let myself as a man we have to find balance between being an animal and being a gentleman I feel like yeah. I definitely agree with like all of this you know a non-dangerous man is not is not a good thing, right? I think that somebody that's extremely dangerous but able to control it is very valuable, right? Uh, I mean, you know, uh, you always uh, saying you always got to watch for the quiet ones. Yeah. Right. I think when you just move in a different way, it, it, it you just avoid shit, bro. You know, you just avoid things. I just think that. Yeah, I'm always looking for my exit. Yeah. In any situation. Yeah. Like Ed said, walk away. Run. Run. Walk. Walk. Best, self form, best form of self-defense is running, right? Nine times out of ten. Even yeah. like 99% of the time. You got to go with your gut feeling, bro. If you feel like you're in a situation where shit's about to go down, trust that. I mean, you know, a lot of people don't even know. They're not aware of their surroundings in those no. senses, I think. And I think it's a, it's a comes from experience and obviously your background, but yeah. like seeing things that aren't even, don't even have to do with you because you could be a bystander and get shot, bro. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? We like we see that all the time. Not not understanding the levity of any type of situation or sticking yourself into positions that you shouldn't be in, right? People like to look, people like to watch, people like to film. Yeah, I mean I've been around a lot of shit, you know, going out when I was younger and 
I knew when it was time to leave, you know? Look, as an adult, I haven't had to pull out my gun ever. Like, I'm not engaging unless I truly, truly have to. Yeah. Never had to pull out a knife. Like, what, I mean, what's the first thing they teach you in gun class? Walk away. No, what's the first thing they teach you? Never aim at anything you don't plan on killing, right? Yeah. That's what they teach you when you when you control a firearm. You never point a gun at anything you don't plan on killing. Or destroying. Huh? Killing or destroying. You, for whatever nature that is, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what the levity of that situation is. Most people do it because they think it makes them... Nah. If it comes I mean? to that, you better be ready to it's finish. It's a tool, right? Yeah. So it shouldn't even be... Because I'm not... I wrestled. I, I can throw hands if I have to, but I'd yeah. rather not. That's uh, yeah, different. You're obviously, you know, trained to You're not skilled. use that. Yeah. I went. The one thing I will give my parents is they put me through 10 years of karate, which taught me discipline that they didn't teach me. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I think that martial arts is good. My wife is a black belt as well, so. Yeah, I got a black belt in Taekwondo. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Better be careful. Kick um, you in your head. Just the, the, the discipline it takes to actually follow through with that from a young age to actually oh, yeah. achieve that oh, yeah. is a lot. You know what I mean? And it is very, you know, you don't get out of line with Sensei, bro. No. You we're, know? We're about to hit an hour, so we got to wind it. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, we had some good points here. I oh, think yeah, that well, I learned something. Yeah, I learned something. I wasn't, you know, today was a little off for me just, you know, being open with you guys. You know, so sorry if I didn't uh, no, come I, correct. No, I think it was unplanned and a little bit, uh, but, you know, a little bit from late. Here. We had a guest that backed out last minute. We appreciate you being yeah. here. I mean, again, we're talking, right? Yeah. <laughs> so this this makes us learn do. about ourselves, about each other, and about the world in yeah. some sense, which is good. Oh yeah. Well, thank you for coming to our TED talk. Yeah. Everybody, make sure you like, comment, <laughs> subscribe. We've got a lot more good content coming soon. Yes. Gerald.